Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, you love the show, right? Show off that love with a shirt from loisrules.com or get your gimmick at boxagimmicks.com, the official store of what happened when. Posters, hats, tumblers, accessories, and more. Boxagimmicks.com. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She is easy. Wait, what did I just say? Yeah, she's easy. Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality round brilliant cut diamond, expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the tests of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent, full, one-carat, round, brilliant-cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus, free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only, or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista Ready for Love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Today's episode is brought to you by, well, me. SaveWithConrad.com is really what we're here to talk about today. We want to help you get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. And I'm talking to you if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, or even worse, if you're at a 30-year loan, we're going to show you how to pay your house off faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. And how's this for starters? No house payments for two months. And we're licensed in more than 40 states, so we can help more families than ever before. It's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much. Get yourself a quick quote right now for free at savewithconrad.com. It's fast, it's easy, and you're going to save a boatload of cash. But don't take my word for it. Ask Nicholas in Tallahassee, Florida, out of a scale of one to five, how would he rate the service uh, that he received with us? He gave us a five. Please rate the level of advice and communication he received out of five. He gave us a five. How likely are you to refer your friends and family to save with Conrad on a scale of one to 10? He gave us a 10. How about that? Top scores all across the board, but you don't need top scores in order to qualify. Even credit scores in the 500s can get approved to do this. Seriously, find out how much money you can save right now for free. It's no cost, no obligation, but we guarantee that we can save you money. Interest rates are in the threes right now. There's no reason you shouldn't take a look at this. Even if you've looked before, it's worth another look right now. Rates can't do anything but go up from here. And listen, if you've got the debt right now, how you pay it back is up to you. Why wouldn't you pay it back at the cheapest rate possible and get the greatest tax deduction? That's what we can help you do at SaveWithConrad.com. Cruise on over right now. Get yourself a quick quote. Even talk to a live person. Make life easier. Keep more of your own money. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh yeah, no house payments for two months at savewithconrad.com. 
gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett promotion. Tony and first North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow, Russo, Arquette, Champ, Vinny, Matt, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom Zing's a good-looking man. Quadrike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened, Win? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to my best friend and yours, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I am doing very, very well in my older age as years go by, and thank you for that. Thank you for that buildup. I want to say a very personal thank you to everyone online on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, who wished me a happy birthday. And those of you who have my number and gave me a personal uh, text message, you included Conrad. Thank you very much for that. It, it truly has been the last two years of my life, two of my most memorable birthdays ever. And you're a big part of that, of course, last year in Baltimore and this year, you know, being behind the scenes with AEW and it's just been life's good right now. It's, it's so good that you know how I am. I'm expecting it to come crashing down any time now. So I'm doing fine. It's not going to come crashing down. Everybody loves you. Everybody's excited that you're here and man, are we excited about today's show in particular? We're going to be talking about the good old days, mid Atlantic championship wrestling, November 16th, 1985. Unfortunately, this is only a 46 minute episode. Uh, but we're going to make the most of it because there is some great stuff on here. We're on our March to Starcade 85, which I believe was titled the gathering. Yes. And, uh, very recently leading to this big storyline, we had quite the event at the Omni and, uh, I believe you were at that one as well. There was a cage match involved. Ric Flair was there and wouldn't, you know, it, they locked the cage, these damn horsemen. And they broke the leg of the American dream. Dusty Rhodes fans were going bananas, trying to climb in the cage. It was almost a riot. Dusty was so beloved and these damn horsemen, they did it again. What can you tell us about sort of the build is how we got to this, this big event that we're marching towards here. Starcade 85. Well, Dusty had it built up of he against flair, of course, the two top stars and flair of course was surrounded by the four horsemen. And this, uh, four horsemen is kind of like, well, I, I hate to compare it to this because there's no comparison to the four horsemen. And we're talking about the first incarnation of the four horsemen here with Ole Anderson involved. 
It's kind of like the, the inner circle of the day. It's just a group that protects each other's back. And that's what they were doing. And they were making sure that Dusty Rhodes never got to Starcade. And it was a good angle. It was, it was a great angle, as a matter of fact. You know, we, we've seen Dusty Rhodes. We've talked about it here. I think we've seen it here where they broke his hand. And this time they were going to break his leg to make sure he never got to Starcade. And for the fans, it was those son of a bitches. Those son of a bitches doing anything they can to prevent Dusty from being the world champion. Now, as we move forward, Conrad, the Starcade 85 gathering finish was a real fuck job finish. Right. So it didn't come out that way. Good. But and I don't know why, but leading up to it, it was a hell of an angle. And one of the reasons it was a hell of an angle was guys like Flair and Ole and Dusty could do the great fucking promos, the great promos that was, that were believable. And that's why it was almost a riot that night. Ole had such a long history in Atlanta, the Omni Dusty had Flair had, and the fans knew him and they were sick and tired of Ole's antics. So. I credit Ole, Flair, and Dusty with how great this angle was. And I was there. I, I think I was, at that time, the ring announcer at the Omni. And it was quite a moment. really was. Talk to me a little bit about the Omni. I don't think that building gets enough love or discussion. You know, for a long time, especially in that area, it was sort of regarded as being like the Madison Square Garden of the South, at least in regards to wrestling, right? Well, yeah, it was. And one of the reasons was... Because of TBS being the superstation and TBS had reach a lot of places, no other and Georgia championship wrestling back before there was world championship wrestling had, had reach on a national level. Therefore the Omni was always a focus of what they did because the guys would come out on the studio and talk about the Omni. They talk about everywhere else, but they would obviously talk about their match in the Omni. So. For the fans watching in uh, some of the other, like Columbus, Ohio, that was a big market for TBS because they always ran Columbus. So fans watching Columbus, Ohio or nationwide would hear them talk about the Omni and the Omni was a big deal. The Omni had the last battle of Georgia, uh, which is a very famous battle. I think it's on the network, the cage with the top on it, uh, with, uh, Buzz Sawyer and Tommy rich and only got involved. So that was, that was, that was, it was, it was, it was like the WWE's Madison square garden. And so when Jim Crockett took over, obviously the Omni was a big deal. And one of the bigger venues along with Greensboro, those were the two big venues, but that's where we shot the big angles in those two arenas. It's pretty remarkable too. You know, I know we're not covering it today, but. I think it was like September, maybe late September, September 29th, 1985, Jim Crockett's running the Omni. There's 12,000 fans there. Buddy Lindell over Denny Brown, Abdul the Butcher over Sam Houston, Ron Bass over Black Bart by DQ, Ron Garvin and Terry Taylor would fight the uh, national tag champs, Ole and Arn Anderson to a draw. The TV champion defeated Barbarian. Of course, Dusty is the TV champion here. We've got the rock and roll express. They're going to get a win over the Russians, Ivan and Nikita Koloff. And, uh, then Magnum TA would fight the U S champion, Tully Blanchard to a no contest, but then the cage match, 
We've got Flair and Nikita in a cage, and after the bout, Crusher Khrushchev closes the cage. Ivan and Nikita are double teaming the champion. Damn Dusty Rhodes came to save the day and cleared the Russians, and of course the horsemen stomp him out. The knee drop off the top onto Dusty's ankle as the Rhodes are holding him down. Then the figure four, Sam Houston, Magnum TA, the rock and rolls. Everybody's trying to make the save, but the door is closed. After it's open, of course, Flair and the Andersons escape and, uh, everybody's trying to tend to dusty roads. And it's also around this time, 35 years ago, that the horsemen started to refer to themselves as the horsemen, you know, uh, at least in this era, it's often discussed that Ric Flair is sort of the cousin of the Andersons, but it's a prime time for wrestling and Jim Crockett promotions. Business is hot. You know, we've got major towns everywhere. The rock and roll express are here. They're going to become one of the hottest acts in the whole promotion and sort of lead a B show. Cause we're going to have two touring house shows, which is not normally the way their business operated. But now we've got flair and dusty on one card, the rock and rolls on the other and the horsemen are becoming a thing. Did you, did you recognize, Hey man, our business is bigger than ever here. Or are you not that plugged in at the time? Because you're still, you know, sort of trying to find your way in wrestling as well. Well, I'm still a big fan here. It's, uh, less than two years removed from when I first started doing wrestling. And if you'll recall 1985, April of 1985 is when we debuted on TBS. So we became a national promotion and because of black Saturday, as everyone called it with when Vince put his WWF on the superstation and fans were so pissed off about it. When we came back, we were so welcome with open arms and we were such a great alternative to Vince. I realized how big things were then. And we were big, not only on TBS, but we were big in syndication, mid Atlantic championship wrestling and worldwide wrestling. The two syndicated programs for Jim Crockett promotions had been around forever, at least as far as I'm concerned, especially during the seventies when I was watching. So these were two big deals. Syndication was big back then. So we, we put a lot of angles and showed a lot of things on the syndicated shows. And yeah, I did realize I was in the midst of something really big and was very, very thrilled about it. Of course, a lot of my, uh, uh, being thrilled was because I was, you know, such a big mark for flair and dusty and, and Ole, um, Bob Cottle just, uh, I mean, I'm still like, you know, I'm still, my, my eyes are seeing stars every time I go out there. So. You know, I, I, I try, I feel, I want to try to recapture that feeling when I do AEW sometime, it's very difficult to do. It's not that I can't generate excitement or it's not that I'm not thrilled about what I see in AEW, but it's hard to replicate if you're a big wrestling fan, which I was, especially in college, it's hard to replicate now being in front of the camera after you've been such a fan for a long time, the. It's just hard. It's so you know, my excitement level was genuine back then. I and I like to feel it is now too, but well, but, but the difference is, and I don't mean for this to be demeaning and you'll know what I mean when I say it, it had to be almost childlike, right? I mean, you're seeing it for the first time and this is something you grew up on and now you're here and you've got your hands on it. And I mean, the, I, some of that can't help, but wash away as time goes on, but because it, sure. you just become more familiar, it, it becomes less of a, 
you know, it's like the old thing. Everybody remembers the first time or whatever that may be. But the idea is it's no longer, oh man, what a day it was. Now it's Wednesday and that doesn't mean it's any less exciting, but you know, you did it last Wednesday and you're going to do it next Wednesday. But when you're doing it for the first time, like I'll never forget even, you know, recording the first podcast I ever did. It's like, oh my God, I'm in a radio studio in downtown Atlanta with Ric Flair. This is fucking cool. What is this? But boy, by the end of the Ric Flair show, it's like, oh shit, it's Tuesday. got to do it again. Right. You know, and by the way, still had a lot of fun, but it just, it was, it was more formulaic at that point. It was just a habit. It was a routine. It wasn't, it wasn't new. Yeah. It's a feeling you can't recapture. And I, I, it's it's obvious you can't. I just, um, I was, and, and I think that's, if, if I can say this, I, as you know, I don't like to leap accolades on myself, but I think one of the reasons I was so successful early, well, I was a different voice. That was one thing they had heard David and forever and had heard Bob Cottle and, but you so were excited. Yeah. I was genuinely excited about what I called and I got it. I felt like I was accepted into this society that not, not many people who were big wrestling fans were accepted into. So I took that acceptance seriously. Right. And when they say, when people always ask me, how did you not bust out laughing during some of the interviews that flair did? And my response is because I knew my job, right? I took my job seriously. Now, obviously we've seen interviews, especially you and I have done here on the podcast, flair kissing the mannequin and everything. And I'm smiling. Because you got to, but as far as bust out laugh, no, no, it wasn't my job. So I took it seriously. I felt, I felt a great sense of, I, I just felt, felt very fortunate to be in my position. So I was going to make the most of it. I, and I, and I think being a wrestling fan helped me with that. I think if you got somebody who, who had never been a wrestling fan, just maybe was a voice and called a very good match, he wouldn't have taken it so seriously. So. Well, I'm really excited that we're watching this because, well, a lot of reasons. Number one, it's wrestling history. Number two, it's what we all grew up on. And I think that's really the sort of the secret sauce of our podcast. Tony is we don't talk a lot about the current stuff. I mean, yeah, we do every now and again, but when we're talking about the stuff that we grew up on and you said earlier, it's so hard to replicate and recreate that, that feeling. I think this show is about as close as a lot of our listeners, myself included get. And so when we not only check our boxes, but most importantly, the third reason I'm excited we're watching this is because you're excited to watch it and your excitement genuinely comes through the podcast. And I'm excited for us to cover it today. Hey, here's a story for you. Now hang on here. It's a good one. It's about my father and my grandfather. My grandfather came over from Italy in the 1800s and he opened up a butcher shop in Rosetta, Pennsylvania, Schiavone's meat market. That's what it was called. His son, my dad, Noah Shivani, was born in 1908, and he was a second-generation butcher. So I come from a long line of guys who know about meat. Did you know the best stuff is not available at the grocery store? My dad knew that. He would go through grocery stores and look at cuts of meat and go, oh, good God, look at this. It sucks. He knew. I know. So take it from me, a third-generation butcher, if you will, that I've been getting my meats from United Harvest. 
It's a new delivery company founded by ranchers. Now, keep this in mind, a new delivery company founded by ranchers. You know, if you order your meat online, you should know that some of those boxes import meat from overseas, not with United Harvest. They exclusively provide the best cuts of American beef, Wagyu, and lamb. So when I order from United Harvest, I know exactly what I'm getting and exactly where it's from. And you can really taste the difference. My dad, Noah Shivani, second-generation butcher who passed away in 1974, would be proud of what I've found. United Harvest works directly with North American family farms that uphold the highest standards of quality in animal care. Instead of that industrial factory that we've heard so much about, all of United Harvest meat is processed in Oregon by an expert butcher. The end result? Superior to what you get from the big supermarkets, the big supply chains, sold directly to you at a surprisingly good price. Premium cuts like ribeye steak, New York strip, the Wagyu top sirloin steak, and lamb loin chops that are perfect for your holiday party. Great flavor out of this world. Because premium quality is built into every step, every step of their sustainable farming process. And that includes no hormones, GMOs, or unnecessary antibiotics. And this is probably the most important part. And I said it before. Take it from a third-generation butcher. Since United Harvest Farmers are right here in the USA, there's no imported meat from halfway around the world like some meat delivery companies do. Just premium cuts of perfect meat delivered overnight. Lois and I just recently cooked two Wagyu top sirloin steaks. Unbelievable. So here's what I want you to do. You ready? Write this down. Go to unitedharvest.com. That's unitedharvest.com. Enter the promo code WHW, and you're going to get 20% off site-wide with your order of $50 or more. That's unitedharvest.com. And use that promo code WHW at checkout. If you value quality, flavor, and convenience, check out unitedharvest.com and be sure to use that promo code WHW to save 20% off your order of $50 or more. You know, people in my real life ask me all the time, well, what do you have in common with these old ass wrestling relics that you do podcasts with like Tony Schiavone? Well, you know what I have in common with Bruce Pritchard and Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff? You know what we really have in common most of all? Our dogs. I mean, for goodness sake, the only bobblehead Tony Schiavone ever had in his famous career had his damn dog on the bobblehead. That's where we are. And, uh, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it, but my dogs sleep in the bed with me every night. I mean, they're my best friends. We love our dogs and we want to take care of our dogs. And that's why we both use solid gold. This is a real game changer. If you care about your dogs, let me tell you a little bit about solid gold. Solid Gold is, in fact, the first holistic pet food company in America. Started way back in 74 by Sissy McGill. And Sissy was a trailblazer and a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool. And Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. Now, for over 45 years... Solid Gold has revolutionized that holistic pet food category, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including whole grain, grain-free, wet food, supplements like sea meal, and 100% human-grade bone broth for dogs. Which, by the way, my dog, and especially Bruce's dogs, oof, they are obsessed with that bone broth. Solid Gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system, 
with whole superfoods. They're going to balance with living probiotics, and they're going to fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet both inside and out. And right now, to see the Solid Gold Pet of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW to see the deal of the week. Remember, solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. And let me just hit you with the truth. If you love your pet, you got to check out Solid Gold. Tony's doing it. I'm doing it. Eric's doing it. Bruce is doing it. Our dogs are better for it, and yours will be too. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. I do want to set the stage a little bit. I know everybody talks about that cage match where they put the hurting on Dusty. But it actually started a little bit before that. Uh, at some point in August, there was a, uh, a skit where the Russians put the beat down on Flair. Dusty came out and made the save. And when he makes the save, because they had been you know rivals for a long time at this point, of course. If you watch the angle carefully, you'll notice that Flair gently pulled away from Rhodes as he was trying to help him up. He doesn't really acknowledge the assistance. And as Flair lights into a crazy promo on Nikita, Dusty just leaves the studio unnoticed. But the next week, Flair's cutting a promo that everybody has heard, the famous one with the red ja- or the red shirt and the blue jacket and you know, having a whole time holding these alligators down, the whole deal. Right. Well, you get to hear him say something like, Dusty Rhodes, don't ever make the mistake of sticking your nose in my business. If I'm down and out, I'll get up and take care of myself. Don't think you can walk into that ring and give me a hand or try to help me out or ease the tension in our relationship. So you keep that in mind. And then you fast forward to the cage match and dusty does exactly what flair told him not to. And, and you know, the rest, the Andersons are there. Dusty's in a bad way now. And we've got yet another starcade with flair dusty on top. I don't know why it wasn't a bigger, uh, moment. I mean, it was a big moment for sure, but I do think critically Starcade 85 was probably panned a little bit. We're going to talk about it next week here on the show. Uh, so we're doing sort of the build of that show and then we'll cover it for you. It's uh, sort of a Thanksgiving day tradition around here on what happened when for us to watch an old Starcade together, we've seen 83 and we've seen 84 and we've seen 87 and I'm excited to do 85 next week. Tony, this is a big one. The gathering. Yeah. And the buildup uh, was very good to this one. It really was. They told a great story, but you know, the, the best story of all is, you know, you and your love affair with professional wrestling. And so when we can watch something that I know you love, it gets me excited and it makes me sort of pine for you to do a love ballad. Oh, and I know that we've had a lot of fun with in the past and you've said it's packed away and done forever. Tony reads rap, but now we've got Tony sings love ballads and we famously did boys to men. I'll make love to you a couple of weeks ago. Last week, we didn't do one at all and fans are upset. So we're bringing it back for you this week. Another love ballad. And this time, Tony, I've got a deep cut plan for you. I've got a special one picked out. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, you gonna tell me the name of it. It's say you say me by Lionel Richie. If you'll check your email there, I've got you some lyrics over. I've got us some background music. I think a little Lionel Richie to get this love affair started as we March towards Starcade 85 just hits the spot. I need to say something about this song. Okay.
This song invokes sentimental memories for me. Um, when I was uh, younger, uh, the uh, the love of my life back then was a, a girl named Mitzi. And uh, every time I hear this song, I think of her. And Mitzi passed away in, uh, I think, 08. She had kidney disease. So... I've got a picture over here in my office. Lois knows that. So. I don't know what to say to that, Tony. I was just like, I don't need I just, I just, this song, I just wanted to be very honest how this song invokes uh, a lot of memories. <clears throat> Let me take a swig of water. For the should working I, man. Should I, should I improvise the line? Of course I'm going to improvise lines. I don't know the way you just, I mean, that was like a Casey Kasem dedication. <laughs> I don't know what Long distance say. dedication. <laughs> it's going to be hard to turn that into a dick joke now, but I guess we're going to try our best. Yeah. Well, I can, I can throw the word dick in these lyrics if you want. <laughs> I don't want you to throw any dick at all, Tony. No, oh. no, no dick throwing required from you at all. That's uh, that's in the past. That's not happening these days. Ladies and gentlemen, Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie, as done by Noah Anthony Shivani. Say you, say me. Say you, say me. Say it for always That's the way it should be Say you Say me Say it together Naturally I had a dream I had an awesome dream I was in the dentist chair Getting ready to cut my hair And what I got Was a drilling in my molar From behind the walls of doubt Rebel came with a water spout Crying Say you Say me, say it we're always going to drill my teeth. Say you, say me, say it together with Listerine. As we go down life's lonesome highway seems the hardest thing to do is knowing how much older I am than you with that helping hand someone who understands 
that when you feel you lost your way, you can get drilled anyway. Oh, say you, say me. Say it, we're always eating with Novocaine. Say you, say me. Adam Cole is yesterday's news. That's the way it should be. Think to know the answers. Oh, no. The whole world's got you dancing. That's right, I'm telling you. Time to start believing. Oh, yes. Believing we are. Say you, say me. Say for always. Oh, that's the way it should be. Same you, say me. And if Lois finds out this song, I'm a dead motherfucker. Together naturally. Thank you. Thank you with feeling. Thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schiavone's love song to his girlfriend that his wife can never hear, exclusively here on What Happened When. Say you, say me. I say the love, it's a professional love. No, no, no. I know it's your current storyline girlfriend. I just meant your real life. Like I can't imagine me trying to pitch, having a picture of a, a woman in my house framed up. That wasn't my grandma or kid or something like that. I don't think that well, would it, go over with Mrs. Thompson. It, it's not framed up. It's here now. Now just a little story about Mitzi. Mitzi and I were, and this is why I think I've told you this before. This is why I get along so well with the women of AEW okay, because Mitzi and I growing up were best friends. Mm. We weren't lovers. Mm. And so I grew up at, with a girl as my best friend. I see. So that's why I get along with girls so well. And Mitzi even came to our wedding. And so we were that good of friends. And Lois knows that Mitzi and I were good friends and how distraught I was when she passed away. And, um, I, we go home, I go to her grave just because we were, she was my best friend and it's, it's no different. Of course, you know, I was obviously, I was in love with her too, but it's no different than just having anybody, your best friend who passed away's picture. I don't have it framed. It's kind of laying over here to the side. So anyway, so that's the, that's the story of her. And she ended up marrying one of my good friends that we all hung out together with. And we all Eskimo brothers. What's that? Were you and he Eskimo brothers? <laughs> no. You always got to bring it back to that lowest denominator, don't you? How's it lowest denominator? So anyway, um, so anyway, uh, so he and I have talked before and I went to visit him. We spent some time together and talked about her and she was a good person. 
I had a lot of, I grew up with a lot of good people. I really, really did. And, uh, and some slap dicks. There had to be oh, some. Oh, yeah. Well, slap. there's slap dicks in every walk of life. Everywhere you look, you go in your store. Let's say you go to the Kroger, the Publix, and you walk around. You could, you could look. I can do it. I, I'm a great, I've got a great slap dick radar. Really? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like George Carlin, the great comedian once said, he said, it doesn't take long, uh, to find out somebody's full of shit. He said, you hit, you sit in a bar, you sit down, you have a drink. There's a guy next to you. He starts talking. You think, okay, he sounds pretty good. He, okay. That's pretty good. Line. Ah, he's full of shit. And that's the way I am. I can pick them out in a, in a minute. So I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you used any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. In 2018, nearly 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 43% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis or use ride-sharing services, too. Cops are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? Seatbelts save lives. Do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. The preceding announcement was paid for by NHTSA. Hey, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. I know it is here. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home, just like we do. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you have uh, picked up that we were filibustering to give you a full episode today. We're about 25 minutes in Tony. So without further ado, I think we can go ahead and fire up our WWE network mid Atlantic championship wrestling, November 16th, 1985. It's a 46 minute show, but it is jam packed. We're going to go ahead and do a countdown. And when we do the countdown, I'm immediately going to track it. So we're going to come in with a little sound to set the stage and, uh, we're going to see some magic happen on this show. Tony's excited about it. And as you know, Tony don't get excited about nothing. Uh, so it's a big deal when he gets excited. So Tony, uh, I think we've got a little help for our, our county in today. Do we not? we got a great slap dick standing by ready for the countdown. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I, the reigning undefeated, undisputed 420 champion of the world. Loki big hog stoner Dale. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? for another episode of What Happened When, starring my friend, my pal, my bud, Tony Schiavone. Let's do the countdown, slapdicks. And three, two, one, play. You got everybody behind you, but one thing you don't have. This is superstar Billy Graham talking to you. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Atlantic Championship Wrestling, the most exciting hour in television. This week, the announcement we've been waiting for for many, many weeks now is we're going to find out who the contestants are going to be for the World Heavyweight Championship title match in Starcade 85. Plus, we're going to be looking at the entire 10 main event card for Starcade 85. All of that upcoming during this hour. Also, this announcement, fans, the World Television Championship has been held up by the NWA. This due to the fact that Dusty Rhodes did not defend it within the 30-day stipulation period and that time period. So a tournament will be held after Starcade 85 to determine who the new world's television champion will be. You better hold on just a second, Bob Cardle. I listen to you and I listen to Crockett and everybody else talking about how they're going to hold a tournament. You better get one thing straight. There's one guy that's got that belt, and that's Arn Anderson. And he is the world's television title champion. He's got the belt. That makes him champion. Anything that you say, anything that says Crockett says, Bob Geigel or anybody else, it don't count. When a man's got the belt, that makes him the champion, and Arn Anderson is the champion. You hold a tournament, you better get everybody that's in that tournament to come over to Arn's house and grab that belt, and even then you are going to get it. He's got the title. He's going to hang on to the title. And you can take that to Crockett, Geigel, and you can tell that to the people. It's going to stay that way. All right, fans. Ole Anderson saying that Arn Anderson is the television champion. Dude, what a fucking hot open. I'm telling you, Ole Anderson was real. Look at the crowd going bananas. I'm not tracking this because we're not getting the original entrance music, but look at him go wild here Mm. for the Rock and Roll Express. You remember all these buildings. What venue were they in right here? I think this was a high school gym north of, uh, well, it was a high school gym for sure. As you can see north of, uh, or south of Charlotte in either uh, Concord or Kannapolis. I think it was Concord. I, yeah, I thought so too. Uh, just because I've, I've asked you that before. Maybe I asked Jr. but somebody knew that this was, I yeah. believe they told me it was Concord, or at least that's what I've always thought in the yeah. more recent years, your referee is going to be Mr. Tommy young. Before we get too far into this, I got to tell you. Seeing superstar in Crockett still stands out to me. I know that he had a few different looks here and a few different runs, but I always just associate him with Vince McMahon's territory. Yeah. So to see him here, it was a little weird, but man, that old school mid Atlantic championship open my, my buddy and, and great friend of the show, Dick Bourne, who's got a, a great website called mid Atlantic gateway.com. And if you enjoy what we're covering today, you're going to absolutely love his site It's mid Atlantic gateway.com. He prefers that theme music. That's his favorite. I like the one that came after it. What did you prefer for us? You talking about the open of the show? Yes, sir. Oh, I like the old one. Then it, then, then it, then, then it, then, 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 they would show the logo of mid Atlantic championship wrestling and right. they would have Florida and they would have like Tennessee. They would have, they would make you believe that this was all a part of mid Atlantic championship wrestling, even though Florida had its own territory. Right. And even though Tennessee did Alabama, basically mid Atlantic championship wrestling was the Carolinas and Virginia. That was basically what they ran. I don't even, I don't even think they considered West Virginia part of it. They may have, but it was three States, the Carolinas and Virginia that they did. Now here's Tony Zane, who, by the way, is a childhood friend of Arn Anderson's another Rome, Georgia product. 
Look how young Ricky Morton looks. Jesus Christ. He was a uh, white hot in this era. Was he not? Oh my God. You think they didn't have workouts after the matches? Oh uh, yeah. Mercy. They were going two out of three falls after the bell rang. Yes, they are tag teaming. You think so? You think there was a lot of hot tagging? I don't know. I mean, they, they had their timing down. You can see with that drop kick. Yeah. R Ricky tells a lot of funny jokes about that, but you think he ever, uh, him and Robert, instead of doing a double drop kick, they did a double drop dick. They could have. What, what do you think Bob Cottle saying here to the Russians? All right. We're standing here with three bald guys. First of all, Ivan Kola. That's right. Bob Cottle. As you see it right, right, right there, there's my nephew, Nikita. And there's Crusher Khrushchev who's going to go on to have so many gimmicks in wrestling. That uh, Repo Man, uh, the uh, Blacktop Bully, uh, he's also going to be Barry Darso. And the fact is, is that we talk like we're Russians, and he never did. He used his Minnesota voice. And we asked him, why can't you come up with a fake Russian voice like us? And he said, because I'm a lazy, fat motherfucker from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So there, we still welcome him in because we needed another Russian. And, uh, what Bob, Bob don't, is it my bad breath that you're, here's the thing about it. People don't realize behind the scenes. I'm one of the most beloved characters. One of the most beloved guys behind the scenes. Everybody likes Ivan Koloff. Yes. I'm from Canada, but I'm beloved. All right, let's get these fuckers out of here and go to the ring. I love the old school, the way it showed, like they're typing the words on there on the track yeah. to success. Yeah, the old and we the, come back and check this out. Buddy Landell and JJ Dillon boy, buddy Landell had a lot of people convinced that he was going to be a real big star. And then of course we know tragically it didn't work out. Like maybe a lot of folks would have hoped. And I don't know. It's, it's weird to go back and look at, at buddy Landell here and know that people thought he was going to be a real big deal. And I think some well, of his addiction stuff maybe prevented some of that. Yeah. He, listen, he was going to be a real big deal. He could wrestle. He had pretty great rap. He could do a lot of stuff. So he had a great punch. If buddy Landau had the work ethic and the mentality of like Wardlow, he would have been a major star. Look at the, look at this, look at that standing drop kick, but he didn't. Some guys have the, all the natural building in the world, but just do not have the brains to go with it. That's it's, it's, it's that way in every sport. I think it, I think it's been talked about, you know, him, he, he becomes the national heavyweight champion and then, uh, no shows an event it's TV. He, Dusty's pissed at him. That's it. He's out of there. And that all happened like a month after this, right? Wasn't it like December yeah. of 85? Yeah, it, it happened. Uh, what happened was, um, it may have been like a little bit later than that. It may have been after star. I, I can't remember, but dusty walked out with a national heavyweight championship belt. Uh, they apparently, if I remember the story, it was a Saturday morning. He didn't show up for TV. Dusty had someone go get the belt. And I announced that dusty Rhodes had just beat buddy Landell this past week for the national heavyweight championship. He walked out with the belt. Uh, and there's your national heavyweight champion. Now, uh, yeah, we're here with Terry Taylor, Terry. Uh, you are one of the biggest idiots. Well, Bob Cottle, I always, uh, like to do promos, even though Bob, let me tell you, I was never good at it, but now I'm the national heavyweight championship champion. 
I'm not so sure where this uh, is in the mix with Buddy Landell, but obviously Buddy is going to uh, apparently win it from me, and then he's going to well, – yes, now I remember Buddy wins it from me, and then Dusty takes it from him. There's from Terry Taylor, everybody. As we all know, it's a piece of shit. Uh, that's what happened. Uh, but Terry and Buddy wrestled for the National Heavyweight Championship. You're right, it happened in December. Oh, it's time for a Starcade The Gathering update. Oh, we got to track this. Yeah. We the world is awaiting the news. Today we will find out all 10 matches during Starcade 85 The Gathering coming up very soon. Now, already signed, already announced, six big matches for Starcade. Let's remind you of those matches once again. The Mid Atlantic Heavyweight title is vacant. But that night in Starcade, one man will walk away, the Mid Atlantic Heavyweight champion. It'll either be Crusher Khrushchev or young Sam Houston. Also in Starcade 85, a Mexican death match. That beautiful sombrero of Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull, one that's been handed down through generations of his family. It'll be put up high on a pole, and two men will do battle for that sombrero in a Mexican death match. The Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, against Abdullah the Butcher with Paul Jones. Also, the Battle of the Bull Rope has Cowboy Ron Bass takes on Black Bart, but if Bass wins the Bull Rope, he has another Bull Rope match. Five minutes with James J. Dillon. Also, two big tag team matches, as you will see, for the National Tag Team Battle of the Champions. Holy and Arn Anderson defend against the U.S. Tag Team Champions, Chief Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jack Haynes. In a cage for the World Tag Team Title, the champions Ivan and Nikita Kolov will defend against the former champions, the Rocket Roll Express. This one will be no time limit and no disqualification. And the announcement made last week that really shook a whole world of wrestling fans in a cage, an I quit match for the U.S. Heavyweight title. The champion Tully Blanchard with Baby Doll will defend against former champion Magnum TA. Two, I mean two cage matches during Starcade 85. And let's bring in now Jim Crockett, president of Jim Crockett Promotions. The world is awaiting your announcement, Jim. Thank you very much, Tony. And we have some great matches to announce today. First, Terry Taylor is going to defend his national heavyweight championship against Buddy Landell with J.J. Dillon in the corner. There's no doubt about it. You talk about two young top competitors in the world of wrestling. Nature boy Buddy Landell, the man who has really come on under the guidance of James J. Dillon, has really made a name for himself in the NWA, the man with the flying elbow and the figure four leg lock against the man who defeated Black Bart and got all the odds behind him. Terry Taylor, the national heavyweight champion. It'll be for that national heavyweight title during Starcade 85. Terry Taylor against Nature Boy Buddy Landell should be a great match. That's right, Tony. It will be a great match and a first, not only for Starcade, but in wrestling. We're going to have an Atlanta street fight. Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express are going to take on Jimmy Valiant and Miss Atlanta Lively. Jimmy Valiant has finally found her and she is going to team up with Jimmy and Big Mama is going to be in their corner. Let's take a look right now at Miss Atlanta Lively. What do you think about this Miss Atlanta Lively bullshit? Ronnie Garvin. I'm Ronnie. just saying if anybody else would have did that shit 
it gets amazing to me that this doesn't get mentioned more. You know, people shit on what Russo did or what her did or what Vince did. What the fuck are we watching right now? Like Ron Garvin should have been a heel. He was a badass heel. Now he's literally in high heels and a wig and a stuffed bra. What the fuck? Yeah. There was a lot of people backstage were saying Ronnie likes his gimmick too much. <laughs> uh, this was an extension of the flare thing, right? The date, or maybe the date came later. I think maybe the date came later. I'm not sure, but track oh. it. And Miss Atlanta lobby. That's going to be quite a team. That's going to be quite a team with big mama in their corner. Of course, Jim Cornette will be in the other corner. And then we have a special grudge match. Superstar Billy Graham will take on the Barbarian, and of course, in the Barbarian's corner is Paul Jones. But before the match, for $10,000, we're going to have an arm wrestling contest. Two of the strongest men in wrestling. Let's take a look at Superstar Billy Graham and the Barbarian. Superstar Billy, you got the people behind you, and you got everybody behind you, but one thing you don't have. Weasel! You, this is you. Superstar Billy Graham talking to you! Superstar Billy Graham is here to tell you to your face, you're nothing but a low life weasel. And bring that barbarian with you. I just tracked all that. I'm sorry. Say again. No, I, I, I was saying none of the, what, what amazes me about all this and is that none of this is sweetened. There's no unnatural. There's no net track that we're putting in here. This is actually, and the fans loved every fucking and screamed and shrieked and cheered and booed with every bit of it. So that's what amazes me about all this is how great it sounded. And we didn't have to do anything to up the sound. Meanwhile, Meltzer would write stuff like, uh, barbarian will be working with superstar Graham. Sounds awful. Yeah. But then, you know, you hear the crowd and you're like, uh, they seem to fucking like it. Exactly. I mean, what, what, let, let me be honest. Uh, listen, uh, we, I don't want to get into Dave Meltzer stuff again, but here's the fact, uh, that oh, fuck. What, what the fuck do we have here? What, why is Terry Taylor out here again? Yeah. And, and is it just me or does. Does this kid look like Shawn Michaels, illegitimate uncle? Mm-hmm. But this is actually Jake, the snake Roberts, younger brother. Yeah. I know it's Sam Houston. I'm just saying he looks like yeah, he could be related to Shawn Michaels a little bit. I know he should because of the hat and because of the baby face look and everything. I wonder where he's at on Jesus. <laughs> I bet he's anyway, smart. I don't want to, I don't want to just get on the, the Meltzer, but there's no way a guy from Campbell, California knew anything about what went on in mid Atlantic championship wrestling. He didn't. I gave us an observer. That was the name of the show, name of the book, whatever. Fuck. Anyway, so Sam, uh, yeah, Sam. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, just to be very honest with you, if you got to bring Terry Taylor out twice in a show, you've done something wrong. Now, also, I do want to say this. I, I do know, and you were right. I do know the timeline now. 
Buddy Landell defeated Terry Taylor for the National Heavyweight Championship at Starcade. And that was a big deal. And then the very first show out of Starcade, which I think at first of December, uh, studio show, or maybe one of the studio shows in December, he did a no show after he won the, the national heavyweight championship. We, they had we, a big angle plan for him and everything. Yeah. You can't, we can't make you the champ and then, you no show us. Yeah. They were going to put baby doll with him. Supposedly they were even going to let him work with flair. I mean, yep. they, they had a match sometime in July, I think at Dorton arena and it was the battle of the nature boys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, flair would even call them out in promos. You know, the, the most famous one we referenced earlier, you know, when he's like, uh, you know, you get lost in the arms and blah, blah, blah. And I've spent, I, I, I spent more money on spilt liquor than you made, blah, blah, blah. That's all about buddy Landell. So yeah. there was an opportunity for him to be working main events with Ric Flair. And, you know, maybe they had lost a little bit of confidence in him, but they're going to take another run at it here. They give him the belt we're looking at now and just doesn't, doesn't work. Was his, uh, listen, I hate to talk about things like this, but sometimes in wrestling, everything just gets lumped into demons. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did Landell just drink too much? What did he do? Was his issue cocaine? Was it marijuana? Was it pills? Do you know what his issue was? I, I don't. The only issue I know that he had was he just did not get it. Now that to me, I, I had heard he, uh, he had drug problems and listen, everybody drank. Right. Everybody right. did. Absolutely. But you had to, sh- you had to still show up for work. And there's even stories where, you know, flair would, would stay up until the wee hours of the morning, but the next morning he's on the stairmaster and he's going to show right. up to work and every hair in place and immaculate ready to go. And people wondered how he did it. And I still don't think everybody has figured all that out because he's just not one of us, but not everybody could do that. So. If you really were like, oh man, I'm doing better professionally than I ever have. They're giving me this push. I got the belt, just had this big show at Starcade, the biggest show I'd ever been on. Maybe you do go out and overindulge a little bit and drink too late or stay up too late and drink too much. And from what I remember, a lot of those TV tapings weren't exactly evening shows. Those were first thing in the morning, right? Oh yeah. They, at, at studio. Absolutely. They were. Oh, I, oh, I know how Flair did it. Arn Anderson will tell you the same thing. Flair love Flair's thing was to get everybody else drunk. Right? Oh, he'd gimmick them over his shoulder. Right. That's exactly right. He'd pour them in a, in a plant when you weren't looking. Well, I'll tell you this in later years, the gimmicks were over. <laughs> they went in. Okay. Well, I get it. Uh, Hey, uh, interesting because I, I know on ad free shows, you're, you're having some very special interviews that, uh, people have never seen before. Just going back in time and coming up with some very, very special interviews. I would love to see you interview the Italian stallion to find him out only because he shystered so many people out of money. <laughs> you, you want to turn my little conversation series into a fucking dateline episode. That's what you I do want. because ask them, ask Matt Hardy about the Italian stallion. Ask the Hardy boys about him. He was Gary Sabal was a carny from way back, buddy. And it's not that I don't like him. I was a likable guy. He just, I talked to Matt Hardy about him. I said, how in the hell did you get hooked up with, with him? And well, the story is, you know, he, 
put a bunch of guys in the van and we'll take them up to Vince and tapings and take some of their money, most of their money. And so anyway, I just, uh, he was quite a character. So yeah, conversation with Conrad, Carney, Gary Sabal. So Gary, uh, how much money do you think that you owe the Hardy boys? Oh, and he would, he would smile and bullshit his way through that. So you can find anybody. I know you can, you obviously can. So, uh, why don't we do, uh, one on him? I'll do it. I'll talk to him. No one really gives a shit though. Do they? No, except me. Yeah. Okay. But I think they do give a shit about our new, uh, conversation with Jim Hurd. And I yes, know sir. you started it the other day, but, uh, texted me rather frustratedly that you had real life work to do and couldn't finish, but you're pumped about watching it at some point And, uh, you do come up in discussion. I don't know if you've gotten to that point yet. I haven't gotten to that point. I, I, w- I was watching uh, part of it. And, and again, when I look at the, uh, the conversation with Jim Hurd, I, I first thing I thought of was that's not Jim Hurd. That looks nothing like Jim Hurd, but of course now Jim's 88 now. And I worked with Jim 30 years ago when he was in his fifties. How funny is that, by the way, that everybody thought Jim was 81, right? But Jim told us, told us on the phone, he was 88 and we get there and sure enough, you know, he started the thing out, giving his birthday and his sign. And I was waiting Mm -hmm. on him to give us his fucking blood type too, I guess, just in case, but 88 years old. So I think a lot of people assumed when they saw, we found Jim heard that I was going to, you know, maybe pull some Ollie G or Borat on him. Like what was up with the ding dongs? Got you, bitch. Uh, I mean, sure. We yeah. talked about that, but I can't talk like me and you do to an 88 year old person. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get that. Yeah. And you want to be respectful because, Hey, this, this is a coup. You know, yeah. And this was a part of it. First of all, you and I have become really good friends. And so we bust each other's balls in real life. He and I do not have that relationship. So that's not the way I handle myself outside of our little circle of friends here. Uh, but secondly, yeah, this is a guy who wrestling was a part of his life, but it's been in the rear view mirror now for 30 years. So I'm not gonna, you know, be sweet to him and get him to come in and then ambush Jones. Here we go. But we did discuss all of the pain points. Yeah. Well, I just thought I, when I, when I saw him and I first started it and I saw the, the little clips that you had first, I said, there's no way it's Jim Hurd. But when you start watching the interview and you hear him talk, that's Jim Hurd. Right. Yeah, there's no question about that. So great stuff, man. Great way to start things off on ad free shows. We some good stuff. Is that Pat Tanaka right there? That is Pat Tanaka. And who would have thought a few years later, he'd be at a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, so would one of these fellas is demolition. Yeah. Pat but Tanaka Orient express demolition going to do big shit, but in a high school gym here and Jim Crockett promotions has just become the hottest because of WTBS and. They're on their way to yet another huge closed circuit event. Of course, Starcade 83 was the first one, the granddaddy of them all. Then 84, and now we're back for 85. Let's track Magnum TA here with Bob Cottle. This is great stuff. I know one of them is the fact that you're happy about your friend Dusty Rhodes. Well, happy doesn't even begin to describe the way I feel. Because not as the American dream back on his feet. He's back on his feet. He's 100%. And now he's got what he wants. He's got this shot with the world's heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. That's right. Now, Ric Flair, you're going to see what you've stirred up. Now you're going to see that the man is back 100%. It can back up everything he's been saying to you all this time. Now, Tully Blanchard isn't feeling too good either. 
because not only does he have to defend the United States Heavyweight Championship against me, which he stole from me to begin with, but he's got to do it in a steel cage. I quit rules. There is no easy way out here, Tully. You can't get disqualified. You can't get me disqualified. You can't run out because you're going to be chained in. You can't do anything but give me everything you've got in the middle of that ring and prove once and for all you say you're the better man. Well, talk is real cheap, but this will be the battle to end all battles. Everybody out there in the wrestling world knows that I'd fight you at the drop of the hat anywhere, anyplace, anytime. I'll show you one thing. I never want to kiss that woman of yours again. But what I do want is I get the United States heavyweight title back around my waist. And with an I quit stipulation, with that cord stretched out inside that steel ring, with that microphone live right there for everybody out there to hear. You, my friend, will be the one. You'll be the one to utter the words. You might not have much breath left in that body of yours, but you're going to tell everybody out there that you quit, that you don't want any more of me, and that once and for all, I'm the rightful United States heavyweight champion, the way it's been all along. You've been running, you've been hiding too long, and the hiding stops in the gathering. I quit match, steel cage, United States heavyweight championship on the line. Then it comes back to Magnum TA. By the way, still to this day, it's the gold standard of an I quit match. And I know you guys just had a great I quit match at, at full gear, but the standard everybody talks about is still that one with Magnum and Tully. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. We watched it at uh, Starcast, If you'll recall Yep. with both Magnum and Tully. And uh, again, as I'm watching it really for the first time in years, tens of years, decades, I got involved in it again. I was really, really just, uh, taken into it. I was, it was good stuff. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She is easy. Wait, what did I just say? Yeah, she's easy. Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye flawless, near colorless, high quality round brilliant cut diamond, expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the tests of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent full one carat round brilliant cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only, or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista Ready for Love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Woo! Save with Conrad.com. Just help the family, just like yours, secure an interest rate in the twos. For a mortgage, you're overpaying right now. If you're in a 30 year loan, or if you have an interest rate in the threes, fours, five, sixes, what are you waiting for? Keep more of your own money before it's too late. Just last week, the experts started to advise that we might be on borrowed time with these interest rates. Take advantage of these rates while we've still got them and find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com. And I love that part of it for us having to do it. Bob was so good, man. So smooth. You know what? I, I have to say, I go back to that Starcade update that we did. Yeah. 
I did all that shit without, without cue cards, man. All those matches. Fuck. Damn. I was proud of myself. Couldn't do it today. Look at this motherfucker here. I don't know, man. This, if this doesn't get your ass excited, this is old school wrestling right here. Cowboy Ron Bass. You don't think so with the, with the cowboy style boots and oh, the black oh, yeah. hat and the double horseshoe and the black glove and the big yeah. fucking curly Q mustache. It's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just imagine what his day-to-day conversation must've been like. I never met him, so I don't know him, but just, yeah, he was a good guy. I think I I've told you before. He's the one it, when I went to the WWE, he was there. Yeah. And he's the one that came to me and said, go say hello to Andre. I went, really? Cause Andre was an intimidating figure. Of course. And he said, yeah, he said, you, you, you went there, you were in the backstage. He saw you didn't come up to him. He said, it's best for everybody who starts here to introduce themselves to Andre. I said, you got it, buddy. So he, you know, Ron was an old veteran, knew everybody. Uh, I'll never forget the time he cut Brutus, the barber beefcake and they X'd it out on TV. I thought, oh, what is this? <laughs> I don't know why dude. this dude, he looks like the epitome of a uh, mid mid eighties wrestler for me. Oh yeah. Sure is. Well, you know, Ron Bass, I don't know how old he was. He didn't have many more years left, but. I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying, it's... no, 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 you're right. The, the, he doesn't have the, the body of a Billy Jack Haynes. So look at his forehead. Like he's, he's, he's scarred up Jones. Yeah. Got a little bit of a belly, but I'm talking yeah. about thick dude, real life. Like nobody would fuck with him in a bar. You know what I mean? He'd just be <laughs> That's right. wearing blue jeans that are probably two sizes, too small and a, and a fucking Marlboro two uh, Marlboro t-shirt and right. Doing his thing. He just looks like, I mean, you could take him out of this and make him a henchman for a Patrick Swayze movie. It's like he's the, he's on the, he's on the bad guy crew. He just fit right in. I don't know. Yeah. Just, that's mid eighties. No, you're right. Man. We had, we had a couple of guys like that. Avalanche buzz. Tyler was one. Yep. Uh, actually, uh, probably in many ways, black Bart could have been one. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of those eighties guys. I'm getting a lot. Are you, is, is your, uh, footage pausing? No. Briefly. Mine is. I wonder what's going on. It's probably your shitty internet. No, I got top flight internet, buddy. Top flight. I got Comcast business. Not only do I have Comcast business, but I have a phone number, cell phone number to one of their top flight guys. So anytime I have a problem, I just send a text and someone comes to my house. I wish I could get that deal worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my DMS are open now. Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. I too have Comcast internet. I was told I was getting Google fiber that my street was getting it. And they set an appointment and they came out and said it would be in the next day. And the next I've day came it. and went and I never heard from anybody. And they just no show Jones me. They buddy Landell'd me. Mm. I hate when you get buddy Landell'd. I do too. Well, fiber's coming soon. I hope I live to see it. Well, you could see more fiber if you, uh, had a little Metamucil every morning. That's what Jim Ross has been doing for a while. He recommended it for me mm-hmm. and Megan was quick to correct that and say, Conrad's very regular. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know you are. I, yeah. Cause here's the thing. You make fun of how fast I get it done. Mm-hmm. Cause I say, oh, gotta go take a shit. And I come back yeah. immediately and you're like, there's no way you shit that fast. Yeah. 
I'll text you in the morning and say, I'm ready. And you say, I'm taking a shit. I'll be right there. And boom. What? <laughs> Are you sure you're not doing this on the toilet? Yeah. That'd be an interesting Skype video, wouldn't it? Yeah. And again, uh, boy, would it ever, uh, uh, once again, you know, you're the morning shitter and I'm the night shitter. So we different. I'm the night shitter. I'm the night shitter. Uh, Watch the chits go by. We will listen. Bye, let's track. Bye, bye. We're getting ready here. Uh, you want to track Paul Jones? We're getting ready here. Hard times. I don't want to check. track Paul Jones. No, we're not going to track Paul Jones. We're going to track something else that's real special coming up, but it ain't this. <laughs> Say you say me in love with Dr. Britt Baker. He's still in wrestling. I can't believe I can believe it. He's still doing a commentary. Paul Jones is the Amway guy, right? Yep. And Ron Bass was too. Oh, fuck. How did I not remember that? Because I wouldn't, I swear. I almost said a minute ago, this guy looks like he's ready to tell me some exciting news about soaps. And, uh, turns out I was right. Yep. Paul Jones and Ron Bass. I think they were partners. I think they were in the same pyramid together. You too could be a millionaire. By the way, I saw this thing the other day, I guess it's been around forever that I'd never seen. I was up in the middle of the night. I don't even know why, but Sunday night, I just could not sleep. I was out yeah. of town. Didn't have my bed. Didn't have my normal routine. So I fell asleep on the couch. And when I wake up, I j- I'm just watching TV and there's these middle of the night nonsense commercials. And I haven't seen those in forever. And I got, I saw one that made me laugh out loud. Miracle spring water. That's a little packet, a little blue packet of water that they ship you. That's, uh, it's going to give, provide miracles in your life and it's free. And I'm mm. like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Well, apparently it's some dude. And I thought it was all a gimmick, like a Will Ferrell funny. Ha ha mm-hmm. dude's name is Peter Popoff. And I'm like, Peter Popoff sounds like a gimmick for blue chew or a shirt that I should be selling. Like, oh man, this blue chew will make that old Peter pop off. (laughs) This is fucking make believe. And I looked it up and no, he's like a televangelist. Who's been in a bunch of trouble. And I'd never heard of Peter Popoff, which by the way, I want to be my new gimmick name. And when he's giving away free miracle spring water, I legit laughed out loud. He interviewed some lady. I got this water. And right away, I realized my dream of home ownership. I have a home now. It's like, no bitch, you got a mortgage from SaveWithConrad.com, and ain't because you got a fucking pack of water in the mail. <laughs> who who are these people? I don't know. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, while we're really here, it's Bob Cottle. Here we go. Track it. Dusty Rhodes for his first interview since his injury. Here is the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, with that weight got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among these in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. 
hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Rick Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit, I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues Dusty Rhodes Tour 85 and Ric Flair Nature Boy let me leave you with this one way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world that's the world's heavyweight title I'm gonna take it I've been there twice this time when I take it daddy I'm gonna take it for you let's gather for it don't let me down now cause I came back for you for that man up there that died 10 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real wolf champion and I'm proud of you and thank God I have you and I love you love you the American dream Dusty Rhodes fans to the ring now and Jim Cornette. How about that shit? Doc, you're not going to get any better than that ever. That's what sold tickets. It's a goosebump moment. Yes, it is. When he talked about, and you know, we, the guy who died, the man upstairs who died 10, 12 years ago, he wasn't referencing John Wayne who he referenced earlier. I assume that was his own dad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Right. Cause John Wayne died in 79. So that would have been right. like six years prior to this. Yeah. He was talking about his father who never saw him become a champion. Just, uh, so Virgil Reynolds senior. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I talked to Dustin and Cody a lot about their dad and we think about him often and uh, I think about how much his father meant to him. And he, he put that in the interview. It, it wasn't acting. That was real. You can tell when it's real and real, real. I think he died in 69. Okay. So I talk about them and how proud he would be of his sons and, and should be. Of course he would be. And, but also just, uh, 
what a mind he had for the business, man. He didn't always do things right. No Booker does. And sometimes Dusty let his ego get the best of him. All Bookers would. But we wouldn't have had this run, TBS, and done all this without him. No way. Well, We it wouldn't took, have it, had this run with George Scott booking. It took a lot of things coming together. It took Jim Crockett. It took Dusty Rhodes and it took Ted Turner, right? I mean, without Turner's sure. TV, this all looks way different. Right. Absolutely. By the way, you're seeing the, I wouldn't say the original version of Midnight Express, because I guess technically this was the second version, but everyone regards this as being the best. Sure. Uh, Bobby Eaton, of course, on the inside, with Dennis Condry and on the outside, Jim Cornette. You prefer that trio to all the yep. versions of this. I mean, or, or were you more of a Bob Holly guy? Did you like the Bob Holly Bart gun one better? Mm. Uh, Bob Holly and what Billy gun, uh, Bart gun, Bart gun. Okay. Bart. No, I was going to say, if you're going to say a uh, badass Billy gun, I, he's one of my favorites of all time. Anything he does to me. Can we just mention real fast that I think Billy gun is 57 years old. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. Billy gun. <laughs> how is this possible? That this guy is two years younger than Flair was when he retired with Sean, mm -hmm. but he don't look it. No, this guy is a, he has found the fucking legit fountain of youth. Mm. And I know there's going to be some smart asses who have a comment here or there, but put any 57 year old motherfucker, you know, next to Billy Gunn, God damati. This is unbelievable. When you think about that, oh man, something else. He was on the uh, main event on uh, dynamite recently. I mean, I'm not saying this to be funny, but you're what? 62, three, you're six years older than him. Mm, yeah. That don't what? Yeah, right. I know that, what you're saying, but I'm not being that. I'm not saying that to be ugly. I'm just saying like, how is this possible? Yeah. That you're this tall, this jacked and can still move like that. My goodness gracious. And speaking of people who can move, check out Bobby coming off the top rope here. This was a big spot here. In 85, anything off the top was a big deal. And man, whether Bobby was doing elbows or knee drops or leg drops, it was going to be something. And how about this? We're going to finish with a Tully Blanchard promo. He's with Bob Cottle and baby doll. Here we go. Prime for Tully Blanchard. And I quit match Tully. You know, Bob Cottle, the gathering Starcade 85, the greatest conglomeration of wrestling matches ever in the history of professional wrestling. I don't know if Bob Cottle, if, if Magnum had to pay Jim Crockett to go against the ruling of Bob Goggle, the National Wrestling Alliance president. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm, I've been in litigation with my lawyers, everything. It's all history. The fact is, Thanksgiving night, Magnum TA inside a cage will wrestle Tully Blanchard for the United States Heavyweight Championship. I was listening to him earlier. By the tone in his voice, you'd act, you'd, it would seem like I should not even show up. You listen to Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair should not even show up. We should just take our belts and ship them to you guys and not even show up. Well, I won't tell you what, Magnum. I am going to show up. And you look in my eyes, big boy, and you look real serious. You've looked across the ring at me many, many, many times. And the last time in the Greensboro Coliseum, when you were carried out just alongside of me after 52 minutes. 
you think about that. Because I tell you what, Magnum, it is going to be one hell of a battle. If people don't like violence and don't want to see some violent things happen, don't come. Magnum, you and I are going to go tooth and nail for this. And if you don't think I don't like wearing the gold jewelry and taking baby dolls to the fine things and wearing the fine clothes, you're sadly mistaken. Because I'm going to do whatever deems necessary in my mind to be sure I walk out of Starcade with this around my waist. And Bob Cottle, that's all I got to say on that. we'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Dude. How about the old school graphics, but I love Tully Blanchard on a promo in 85 in 2020, Tully Blanchard makes your ass believe. Oh yeah. It was real. But unfortunately for Tully after the, uh, dusty interview, he hadn't had in a prayer, you know, there's no way you could match that. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you could do it over again, you'd probably go ahead and close with dusty. Absolutely. you would. But anywhere else in there, I mean, pull out one of those mini Terry Taylor promos. Um, you know, we could have done without two Paul Jones. We had two Paul Jones segments, two Terry Taylor ones. Let's yeah. slide one in there for Tully yeah. instead. And then just, uh, you know, add a spot or two for the midnights and we can fill the time just fine. Lighting Klondike bill and buck Newman. I see that. Glad to see y'all found Nemo here. <laughs> we sure did, man. I'm, I'm fired up. This is uh, sort of the March towards. Uh, Starcade, and we know that that is the next pay-per-view. I mean, they were hyping it all real big here, and that's what we're doing next on the show. Let me give you a quick rundown of what you can expect here. Uh, next week, you know, the deal just in time for Thanksgiving Starcade 85, the gathering flair and dusty. Don't forget before we get out of here this month in the month of November over at adfreeshows.com, our bonus episode with Tony, the horrendous horrendous heroes of wrestling pay-per-view, but we're back on the NWA train come December. We're going to watch December 3rd, 1988 world championship wrestling where the road warriors would attack dusty roads with a spike in the eye. Then we'll do a, uh, a nitro from 97 on December 9th. That'll be the one where sting falls through the ring. Actually a dummy. Then we'll see the go home episode of nitro right before starcade 98. Uh, we'll do that on the 16th. And then on Christmas Eve's Eve, we'll watch starcade 98 and see the streak come to an end. And then we'll finish up the year with uh, Goldberg punching a limo and nearly killing himself in the parking lot of thunder from December 23rd, 1999. Lots of fun stuff coming your way here. Lots of WCW, lots of old school NWA. We're, uh, we're going to take a break from some of the ECW and silliness and uh, talk about the old school stuff for a bit. Brings back great memories because of where I was and where I'd come from. And so thanks for uh, coming up with those. I, I really, you know, last week we really, really enjoyed what we, uh, what we brought everybody and, uh, from the studios of TBS and this week, just one of those Crockett, uh, syndicated shows that we would go on, by the way, we would. And I, if memory serves me correctly, we went out on Tuesday to a place close to Atlanta. I mean, close to, to Charlotte. And then we would come back and do our promos on Wednesday all day. So Tuesday and Wednesday were our big work days. 
So we would go to like this gym in Salisbury, North Carolina. We went to Greenwood, South Carolina, just drivable up and back. And that was kind of our territory back then. And then the boys, a lot of times would, after Wednesday's promos, they'd drive to Raleigh, North Carolina, look, work Dorton Arena that night, work on Thursday, work on Friday, two on, uh, one on Saturday, two on Sunday, and uh, work Monday, TV on Tuesday, promos on Wednesday, and work again. So that's, that's what they put in, and that is so different than what is put in in, uh, in wrestling as it is today. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times we talk about, um, we talk about wrestlers learning the craft, right? There was no better way to learn the craft than wrestling every night. No better way. And it, it was tough on the guys. It was, if you think about it, it was not good because they didn't have health insurance. They were all 1099 employees paid their own taxes. Many of them got in trouble because they didn't pay their taxes. They made a lot of money. And so it was, it was a good time and they learned a lot, but it was a bad time too, because of the way the business was structured. I'm glad it's better. And it's just amazing how, but still, I I think the wrestlers these days, and I'm talking about us, I'm talking about the guys that, that are working in, uh, in the WWE and the performance center, you can, you can practice and perform and bump all you want, but it's nothing like going on the road and doing it in front of fans. That's where you learn your craft. And that's where when old timers like me, or, or I don't say this, but when old timers say it ain't what it used to be. Yeah, it's not, of course, because it's a, it's a different monster altogether in many ways. Well, we're hoping to be a, a monster in different ways next week. When we cover old school, man, Starcade 85, uh, it's going to be quite the show. Let's run down the matches and then we'll wrap up this week's episode with you. Greatly appreciate you guys spending some time with us. They've got a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, Crusher Khrushchev and Sam Houston for the mid Atlantic heavyweight championship, Ron Bass and black Bart and a Texas bull rope match. And of course that's going to get bass in there with JJ Dillon. Buddy Landale will be working with Terry Taylor for the national heavyweight championship. Magnum TA will be in there with Tully Blanchard. The I quit steel cage match. This is going down to the Greensboro Coliseum. Still a match. People talk about to this day, a steel cage match with the rock and roll express and the Russians. One of Steve Austin's personal favorite matches for the tag team titles. And what a moment it is for the rock and rolls. And then we switch over to the Omni. We've got a Mexican death match. This feels like a fever dream, but it's Manny Fernandez and Abdul, the butcher. We've mm-hmm. also got an arm wrestling match and then an actual singles match with superstar, Billy Graham and the barbarian, the Minnesota wrecking crew, which is only an R and Anderson will be taking on Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jack Haynes, defending their national tag team titles. And then we've got an Atlanta street fight with Jimmy Valiant and miss Atlanta lively taking on mm-hmm. the midnight express and who could forget the main event for the world title. They're going to go 22 minutes. It's dusty roads looking to avenge that beat down from the Omni against Ric Flair for the world title. Pretty remarkable. Of course, uh, we know there's going to be some controversy. There's going to be a replacement referee. Tommy young takes the big bump and it's going to be criticized a little bit, but, uh, what a moment it was when you go off the air, it's the gathering Starcade 85. One of the more important shows in Crockett history, 
and it's happening here next week, Tony, but right now it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, coming out of the uh, entryway right now is badass Billy Gunn. Take a look at this man, 57 years old. He is Jack. He is quite the athlete. And he is going, oh, here comes Dave Silva. And he is going to try to uh, body slam Dave Silva. And, uh, he's trying, uh, I'm, uh, oh my God, Dave Silva. He got Dave Silva up and he slams him down. And a pinata flies out of the ass of Dave Silva. Wait a minute. Come over to the backstage area. Here's Paul Jones. He wants to do another promo. Hell no. We're desperately out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. On Wednesdays, we come to you on Westwood One. But on Mondays, we are on Patron. That's patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. The most hated jeweler in America is excited to introduce you to someone very special. She's beautiful, classy, and she's brilliant. She will dazzle you. People can't stop staring at her. Meet Krista. She is easy. Wait, what did I just say? Yes, she's easy. Krista is Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, high-quality, round, brilliant cut diamond, expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany setting that will withstand the tests of time. Krista is available. She's ready for love and ready to meet you. Steven Singer isn't in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. This magnificent, full, one-carat, round, brilliant-cut diamond is only $31.98. Real jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Plus, free shipping and 12 months interest-free financing. Steven's showroom is open by appointment only. Or go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on the Krista Ready for Love engagement ring. Steven Singer Jewelers, real jewelry, real experts for your real love. That's I hate Stevensinger.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Of course, by now, everyone has heard about the historically low mortgage rates. In fact, a lot of families are getting interest rates in the twos. That's right, the twos. But just last week, one expert said that we're on borrowed time with these low rates. So if saving money is important to your family, the time to act is now. Find out how much money you can save right now by getting a better rate, skipping your next two house payments, and cutting years of unnecessary payments off of your loan at SaveWithConrad.com. By the way, the best way to introduce what happened when to the wrestling fan in your life is to direct them to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash WHW. They can sample some clips, get a little sneak preview of upcoming episodes. And there is some cool bonus content coming your way, but maybe the best thing of all, I've got lots of fun giveaways planned coming up at youtube.com forward slash WHW. It's absolutely free to subscribe and who could forget LoisRules.com. Uh, we're adding new terrible designs for awful t-shirts all the time at LoisRules.com. Plus, we've got tons of new gimmicks over at boxofgimmicks.com. Like for the cold weather months, we could put some classic designs on the hoodies. There's lots of different ways to support the show and be a part of the What Happened When community. So hit that subscribe button right now for free at youtube.com forward slash WHW. Grab yourself a shirt at loisrules.com or get a hoodie, a tumbler, or whatever other swag you're looking for at boxofgimmicks.com. And if you'd like to advertise your product, business, or service here on the show and hear Tony shill for you, well, it's easy at advertisewithconrad.com. Check it out. You'll be glad you did.